Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we are going to put on our police badge, our detective hats, and we're going to dig deep into this situation that is Ben Simmons' back injury. This is a special episode of The Glue Guys Investigates. Welcome back to the glue guys. This is Mike here. Brian is not with me, but Alex Schiffer from the athletic will be with me very soon. But before we get back to that, cue the music because it's time for glue guys investigates. The mystery of Ben Simmons's back injury goes all the way back to February 2020. The world was a completely different place then. The NBA was just a few weeks away from shutting down due to COVID-19. The 76ers were coming out of the All-Star break, but they had an unusually amped up practice, at least according to their coach, Brett Brown. Yeah, remember him, Brett Brown? Who told the media that Ben Simmons hurt his back during that practice. First of all, it was a long, hard practice and the guys came back great. Let's just start with that. And it was a play where he went up for a rebound and I looked over and he left the court and went and got treatment and it has played out as it's played out. We don't believe it's anything uh, uh, too significant, but like I applaud the practice. The practice was, was fantastic yesterday. Practice was fantastic yesterday. Big, perfect phone call energy from your boy, Brett Brown. And again, in that quote, he says, we don't believe it was anything too significant. Well, that was February 2020. It is now April 2022. It seems like we're still dealing with the same back injury. So Simmons missed just one game 
that next game against who? The Brooklyn Nets. Wow. And he came back to play the very next game against the hated Milwaukee Bucks. It was a game that Joel Embiid was out for injury. But quickly, within that first quarter, it was obvious that Simmons' back injury was more than a minor thing. Teams going up and down. Simmons and draws the whistle and a foul. Ben Simmons playing with that sore back. And Ben Simmons looked like he is in a little bit of discomfort right now. He was yeah. shaken up yeah. on that last sequence. And he's going to be looked at by the team's athletic training staff yes, going into the tunnel. So in that clip, Ben Simmons is seen running into the tunnel. Just a few days later, Woj reports, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, that Simmons has a nerve impingement. Ugh, what an ugly word, impingement. We know that word all too well. That he has a nerve impingement in his lower back is expected, is expected to be sidelined for an extended period of time. Then, a few weeks later, I hate to play this clip, but it, it is part of the story. The world shut down. I'm Scott Van Pelt here at ESPN. This, this astounding and unprecedented story continues to evolve uh, at halftime with Adrian Wojnarowski. I suggested that uh, we would speak to him soon. I had no idea that it would be this soon. He has just tweeted within the past two minutes that the NBA is suspending the season. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Chills, chills. So we know the story from there. A long layoff for all sports and the world, including the NBA. Basketball chooses to return and bubble it up down in Disney. The time off helped Simmons get back on the court for the 76ers. He plays in just three games, though, down in Orlando. His 2020 season coming to a conclusion via a different injury against the Washington Wizards. Washington has a lead. Philadelphia has a problem. Watch Ben Simmons looking uncomfortable off that rebound, setting up for the entry pass, and just doesn't quite feel right. Simmons with grimace and have to leave the game with a left knee injury. Walked off under his own power, but he was done for the day. So the official diagnosis was a partial dislocation of his patella in his kneecap. And during the sort of fact-finding mission within that knee, doctors found a loose body, another phrase that we just hate due to Joe Harris, a loose body inside his knee, which pushed Simmons to get surgery. So during that offseason, the offseason that would then lead into the 2020-2021 season, his last with the 76ers, Simmons was pretty active on social media, showing off his rehab, including this clip from mid-September about two months before the season began, while he was at the gym talking to his trainer. Yeah, you put more weight on there. A lot more. Wow. On the on dumbbells? Exciting clip. I know that, that riveted everyone there. But, but Ben Simmons was showing off his rehab. And even though there was this COVID shutdown and we had this really short offseason between the bubble championship and the next season, Simmons was able to recover in time for the season. And his last season in Philly, which is what we're talking about here, he was mostly healthy. Um, his knee was fine. His biggest, longest absence was in April when he was dealing with the flu, not COVID, they said, it with the flu. But of course, we know how that season ended, right? Uh, second round of the playoffs, Ben Simmons kind of turtling. I'm being nice, turtling as the thing went along. 
passing up open dunks in a game seven against the Hawks. Simmons, they cleared out for Packing his way in. Spins on Gallinari. Gives it up. Oh, he's right there. And a foul as Thibel goes to the basket. Boy, Simmons, uncontested, had a layup, but he leaves it for Thibel. Makes something out of it and is headed to the line. Well, but that's when you know that the game is in your head. That launches into one of the strangest, most bizarre player v. organizational rifts in NBA history. We have reports of Simmons deciding he will never come back to the Sixers again. Simmons is icing out Sixers management. Embiid calls Simmons' situation borderline kind of disrespectful to the rest of the team. Training camp begins, no Ben Simmons. Then, two weeks into the preseason, Ben Simmons makes a surprise appearance, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. The morning started with the 76ers talking to Rich Paul, uh, Ben Simmons' agent, about him coming in. Philadelphia thought he would probably come later in the week. And all of a sudden, near the opening tip tonight of that Brooklyn-Philly preseason game, I'm told that Elton Brand, who's the Sixers' general manager, works with Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, gets a text message essentially saying, hey, Ben's outside the building. He needs to get in to come take his COVID test. And that's how the Sixers found out that Ben Simmons, after two weeks uh, away in the preseason, had returned to Philadelphia. Pretty weird, right? Pretty weird. Uh, So this is where, this is the point in the story where Simmons' back makes a comeback, if you will. Ten days after Simmons's surprise appearance at the 76ers, after much acrimony, both Woj and Shams report that Ben Simmons was experiencing back tightness ten days after that magical comeback. This is from Shams. Simmons is currently not mentally ready to play for the team and was receiving treatment on his back today due to ramp-up process. Yuck. Ramp-up process. Hate that. Woj has two different details. Simmons described back tightness to several Sixers staff members and was briefly, briefly treated for it today, sources tell ESPN. And the Sixers medical staff cleared Simmons to participate in the workouts after the back treatment, sources tell ESPN. Now, at the time, it felt like the back issue was going hand in hand with the mental health issue, meaning I am Ben Simmons. Maybe I do have mental health issues and maybe I do have back issues, but I'm going to extrapolate and use those things, blow them up a bit to um, to not have to play for the 76ers. That's what some people believed. That's maybe not the truth, but that's what some people believed at the time. And that is the last we hear about his back for a very long time, there in mid-October. Okay, so the NBA season begins up in Brooklyn. We all know that story. James Harden starts getting upset about the weather and high taxes, and he forces a trade to Brooklyn, which brings Ben Simmons to the Nets. And at the time of the trade, there was not a single mention that Ben Simmons had a back issue. Now, we had no follow-up from that back tightness he apparently had in October. And finally, we do get to hear from Ben Simmons himself, who on February 15th, now almost two months ago, sits in front of the media for the first time in nearly a year. And the very first question he gets, there's so many things that could be asked to Ben Simmons at this moment, but this is the first one he's asked, is when Simmons will be ready to play. And again, we get that beautiful phrase that we all now hate. We get the phrase ramp up. Hey, Ben, uh, what's the ramp up process been like for you? And and when do you anticipate being able to participate in games? Yes, I don't have a date yet. 
Um, but I'm working towards, you know, getting back on the floor. Um, and yeah, so no date yet, but you know, I'm, I'm starting to ramp it up. No mention of his back there, right? If we're talking about how he's feeling and if his back was a problem, maybe we mention it there. So no mention of his back there. And no mention of his back later in that same press conference when he asked whether he can return to the player hey, he ben, once was. Um, physically, I think, you know, over the last six months I've been working, so I feel physically pretty good. Um, mentally, I'm getting there, so that's a, it's an ongoing thing to just stay on top of that. Um, but I'm, I think I'm heading in the right direction. And again, Simmons was asked whether he'd be ready for the Nets road game at Philly on March 10th, which at the time was about a month away and felt so far away. Felt kind of like a sure thing that he was going to play or at least be able to play if he wanted to. But again, he was asked March 10th, road game at Philly. I apologize if I'm getting ahead of ourselves too much, but you guys do have a game in Philly in a couple of weeks. Do you think you can be ready for that? You know, physically, mentally, you know, I imagine it's a pretty. I hope so. Again, no mention of his back. So when does the back crop up? Well, it's about a week later. The very first person, the very first person who mentions that Ben Simmons has a back issue was not Steve Nash from the Nets, the Nets head coach. It was not Sean Marks in some press release or at some press conference. It wasn't from Shams. It wasn't from Woj. It was from friend of the show, Ian Eagle, of all people, who mentioned during a TNT broadcast that Simmons has been dealing with back issues. This begins the long drip of information, some of its sourced reporting, on what has been going on with Ben Simmons that we are currently dealing with. A few days later, a report from Sham Sharania. Sources tell Shams that Nets star Ben Simmons is dealing with back soreness in the reconditioning process that requires further strengthening of the area over a period of time before return to action. Shams followed that up by saying the Nets do not have a timetable for Simmons' return, but his injury is a day-to-day process. Keywords in that. Further straightening. Strengthening, right? That's an odd word for what we now believe to be the issue, which is a herniated disc that needed an epidural shot. Again, day-to-day process was this back injury. The next trip of information is March 7th. Shams reports that Simmons is going to sit on the Nets bench during their visit on March 10th to the 76ers. Obviously, that's a dramatic scene, and that was a very exciting game for the Nets. Um, Ben Simmons being back in Philly in front of 76ers fan for the first time in months. But this conversation, it is much actually more significant what Steve Nash said about why Simmons was choosing to go to this road game in Philly when he hadn't been to some other recent road games around the time of the schedule. Well, you know, he's been at home kind of ramping up his kind of rehabilitation and, and uh, getting over the his little back incident. We didn't think it was great for him to fly around the country in Boston, Charlotte, so he could drive here. Otherwise, he would have been on the last two, at the last two games. Um, so largely, we want him here. You know, the only games that recently he missed was Toronto on a back-to-back. Um, you know, with uh, with with his situation, um, and then this trip, you know, we thought, okay, if, if it'll really help him get over the back quicker to stay in those last two two airplanes, uh, sorry, those two flights. Little back incident. It's near my emo band from high school. Little back incident. That's how Nash described it there before that game against the 76ers on March 10th. But I remember saying on this very show, not glue guys investigates, but glue guys that I thought it was odd 
that you know we've been kind of, we didn't get that much information about Ben Simmons's back. We only kind of knew that there was some soreness that he needed that strengthening. We did not yet know that it was a herniated disc. We did not yet know that he would need an epidural. Not that anyone knew at that time exactly. Um, but I thought it was pretty odd that his back was so bad that flying would be difficult. That the stress of flying on a private jet would be problematic for his back. And that a driving in a car, I guess down ninety, you know, down the turnpike would be better. Medically, I don't know, but hey, anyway. So, so that's why Ben Simmons. That's at least the reason why he had missed some other road games, but that he was going to Philly because it was easier to drive. So then, about a week later, on March sixteenth, things elevate. Steve Nash comes out and says that Ben Simmons received an epidural shot. You know that big needle that they show in movies for pregnant women when they're having their baby so they don't feel pain? An epidural shot to his back. Yeah, Ben had an epidural while we were in Orlando. Um, you know, the idea being to try to accelerate his recovery and take some of the irritation uh, down. And uh, so hopefully that'll help uh, him relieve some of the symptoms and be able to um, recover quicker and, and accelerate that process. So two days later, we're all wondering, hey, uh, d- was that epidural a miracle miracle cure? Steve, you, you got anything for us? Any update on our guy? The early feedback on how Ben is taken to the epidural? Uh, I don't have any update on that. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that was very helpful. On March twenty first, uh, we learned more about what Simmons has been dealing with or was dealing with at the time. Uh, Shams reported on the Athletic, friend of the show my employer, that Simmons has a herniated disc. That's the first we hear about it. Herniated disc, something Nash confirmed later that day at a press conference. Hey, Coach, does Ben have a herniated disc? Yeah, so that was, uh, I think someone, Aaron told me someone reported that today. So yeah, that's why he got the epidural. Uh, I guess how long ago did that happen not the epidural but the herniated disc well he's had it you know he's had this a couple years ago so he's had this throughout his career at some points and uh, i guess there was a flare-up i'm not sure when they recognized it was beyond like a regular back flare-up and a and a herniated disc or whatnot but he there's somewhere on the line there that's that was the reason for the epidural are, are you still as confident as you were in him actually suiting up and playing this season yeah you know i don't think it changes um you know, the outcome necessarily, you know, we still have high hopes that he can come back. He's had moments during his rehab where he's on the court doing some things and it looks like he's about to turn a corner and then there's a little setback. So I still feel optimistic that he can play for us. So strange, little setback, you know, Nash, I didn't play these cuts, but Nash pretty much consistently said he had very high hopes that Simmons would play this season. And if you're listening to this now, you know what he would end up saying only a few days ago. Uh, But Little setbacks, little back issues. That's the description of what's going on. And of course, there's conspiracy theorists out there. We see Ben Simmons sitting on the bench. We see paparazzi photos, TMZ style photos, social media posts of Ben seeming, you know, walking around the city, enjoying his time. I say that with a tone. I don't mean, I mean, everyone's allowed to walk outside. And he, there's a recent Instagram post of him. Um, eating lunch outside, slouching in a chair that I posted from at BK Glue Guys Twitter. Check it out. Um, it's been odd. Again, 
Steve Nash has been left to be the chief medical spokesperson for the team. And the news that we continually get from him was that he had very high hopes that Ben Simmons would be returning, and yet he wouldn't give us the full truth, which would then be reported by people like Shams and Woj, who then Steve has to reply to that, which he did in that thing, which is Shams reporting that's a herniated disc, Steve Nash having to address that and confirm that when he could himself come out and say that. So here we go. This is just this situation, the seesaw nature of this Ben Simmons back issue. And very recently, it feels like such a long time ago, but very recently on April 1st, April Fool's Day of all days, Nets fans get a ray of sunshine. Hey, Shams reports that Simmons has resumed working out on the court. Nets three-time All-Star Ben Simmons has resumed light on-court workouts, sources tell me. And the hope remains that he will be able to ramp up for a potential return in time for the playoffs. The Nets and Simmons have worked together on managing his back issues, which flared up when he was previously aiming for a mid-March return. And now with the Nets jockeying for playoff positioning in the Eastern Conference, a Simmons return makes the team ceiling even greater for a potentially deeper run. Wow. How exciting was that? I remember Brian, uh, Matt Brooks, and I were podcasting we, we did this whole podcast ranking, which you can listen to, ranking the Nets' possible Eastern Conference playoff opponents. We did the whole podcast. It was a very long podcast. And then at the very end of it, uh, after we were done, and I was posting it, getting ready to post it online, that news from Shams comes out. And Twitter is aflame. There is dancing going on in Nets' world. But pretty quickly, we learned that while it may be true that Simmons has been working out on the court it wasn't exactly what we imagine a pro athlete to be doing. Because just a day later, Steve Nash says that Simmons hasn't done anything, quote, dynamic yet. And that lack of dynamism includes not even one-on-zero work for Simmons. Simmons hasn't even passed the Yee John Leon Man V chair test. So finally, after a projected return date originally of mid-March that was pushed back week by week by week, Steve Nash this week finally comes out and says Nets fans are not going to see Simmons in the regular season or the play-in. That it would be very hard for him to imagine that happening because of the amount of work that Ben Simmons has done this so far in his rehab. And still, we haven't learned our lesson. Still as grim as the weekly forecast that has been tracking Ben Simmons' back pain, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN lays out Hopefully one more time, just that, how is it? How it is still possible for Simmons to return this season and be the savior. Checked in with somebody very close to Ben Simmons today. Said, is there, would you really bring him back in the playoffs after having not played for 10 months with all that pressure and everything on the line? And the answer I got was, yeah. Like, the, the answer, I, I know, I know. Well, I mean, what, what, what choice? Do well, they, what choice do they have, one? And number two, and, and this is, I thought, well, a pretty good point. If he just plays the role they need, which is, by the way, defense, which he can do. Which is an important role for this Nets team. Right? Then that's all the pressure that's on him. And the free throw pressure, which is always going to be there for the rest of his career, it's not going to change now versus a year from now. So I think that's the way they're looking at it. But again, he has to go through an entire ramp-up process. Ramp-up process. Ugh. Yuck. 
This season has been one long series of waiting and ramping up, waiting on Kyrie. Is he going to play? Is he going to get vaccinated? Is he going to be a part-time player? Is he going to be a full-time player? Waiting on City Hall. Mayor de Blasio, when is he going to leave City Hall? When is Mayor Eric Adams going to come in? And when is Mayor Mayor Eric Adams going to decide to make an exemption? First, it was the keys to the city. Then we thought about, oh, what is this private employer mandate? That became the important thing. And then we had to wait for that and wait for that. And finally, it has happened. We had to wait on Kevin Durant's knee to heal. Those were some dark months. We waited and waited on word of Joe Harris's ankle, an ankle that was supposed to be healed by, what, three months ago? And he's out for the season because of an extra surgery. Waiting on whether James Harden will get traded. Even though it was actually a short span of time from him essentially quitting on the team in Sacramento to when he got traded, the drip of information on that was exhausting. And now we're waiting if Ben Simmons will actually play for the Nets this season. And all of this wraps up into one long mind F for Nets fans who have been waiting since 2019, June 30th, 2019, for the dynasty that was promised. Katie, Kyrie, and someone else. DeAndre Jordan, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. James Harden, Ben Simmons, someone, anyone, but Katie and Kyrie with a real team around them to actually have a chance to compete in the playoffs. Yes, there's still hope (laughs) for Ben Simmons to play, Uh, but who is he going to be even if he does play? Um, And we're left here just wondering and waiting. And again, it just feels like this year, as much as we would can hypothesize about a magical run, an historic run through the NBA playoffs and into the finals and to become champions, this whole season has been cursed. And I don't know if that is going to happen. That was Glue Guys Investigates coming up. Hey, let's make a cherry in here. We'll speak with Alex Schiffer from The Athletic about Ben Simmons and the Nets' chances of competing for the playoffs after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. 
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed. I can't tell you how much time I spent. Alex, you're, you're Alex Schiffer from The Athletic is with me, the Brooklyn Nets reporter, journalist extraordinaire. Um, Alex hasn't heard the, the piece of audio journalism, the Murrow award-winning piece of journalism that I put in front of this interview. But I wanted to have you on because uh, I also just wanted to have a general discussion about Ben Simmons and the Nets. Uh, Alex, uh, you are sleeveless, wearing a sleeveless tee because you just came from the gym. How was the gym? Does your L4 hurt as much as Ben Simmons? Uh, it might a little bit. It was uh, my buddy put me through quite the workout, and uh, I needed to hinge a little bit better on a few uh, few deadlifts. So I, I might have gotten a little more back there than hips. So my, my L4 there might hurt uh, at some point tonight. Okay, so I just want this whole thing of the timeline of Ben Simmons' back injury and when we learned about it and how far back the injury may be going, you know, in terms of um, – you know, it, it, he had started to have back issues two years ago, um, but they haven't cropped up since, you know, really October is when he said when he didn't want to report to the team in Philly, and now they're back again. Um, we have obviously a definitive sort of update from Steve Nash. Were you there when Steve Nash said, you know, he Ben's not going to play in the play-in? And can you kind of describe that scene for people? Because I feel like the headline maybe didn't accurately accurately sort of describe how Nash's demeanor was and all that stuff. Yeah. So heads up. I, uh, I came into Steve's press conference a little late because I was talking to somebody else on the team for a story that should run Friday oh, teaser. Yeah. Um, can I'll you tell, tell you us, can you give us even more of a tease? What, what do, is it a one-on-one with KD? That's exactly, uh, it is not exciting. actually it's uh so Blake Griffin has led the NBA in charges drawn for oh, the, uh, the past two years. And I got him one on one talking about the art of hitting the floor and getting it to your benefit. Oh, um, my, that, I'm so excited to hear about that. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I, I, he was really good. I, I, you know, I like Blake. Um, obviously, he hasn't had the season like he did last year. I, I actually was watching some Blake Griffin highlights, looking for some charge examples from last season, and uh, I forgot like how good he was um, with when he joined the team with, with between the dunks, the three point shooting, like he, he had a really good year when he, when he joined the team last year. But uh, anyway, so I, I came in a little late, but he had talked a little bit about Ben, but he was being, he was talking about, um, he was talking about, you know, how he's feeling, what he's been able to do. And, and, you know, towards the end of practice, he, you see guys, you know, doing their own little thing. You see LaMarcus Aldridge working with David Vanderpool in his mid range shots. You know, you see everyone kind of doing their own routine and, and Ben, was shooting uh, by the basket. The, the last time we'd seen him was when he was working with Kyle Korver on what it looked like a shooting for him. And so he wasn't like going through a crazy workout or doing catch and shoots or anything like that, but he was just, you know, kind of doing his own little thing. And Steve just kind of talked about how, you know, he's he's done more than before, but like that doesn't mean he's, he's close. And he said he'd be shocked if Ben is ready to go for the play-in. So that essentially ruled him out for the rest of the regular season and the play-in. I mean, you know, I would say out the rest of the regular season and highly doubtful for the play-in. And, uh, and that's kind of how it was took. You know, someone asked him about the Nets ramping, uh, you know, kind of skipping the three high-intensity workouts that they like to see in a guy coming back from injury to get him on the floor faster. And Steve Nash just said, like, I don't see how that's possible given the layoff he's had. You know, he hasn't played in like nine, ten months we're up to now. If he had played 65, you know, I'd be more open to that. But like 
I just don't see how that's possible given how this has gone. Do you get a sense of confusion from around the team? I, I mean, there's obviously these conspiracy theories from from fans. Oh, Ben is ducking. He doesn't want to play again. Look at him. You know, he's faking this back injury. I fed into it a little bit. Sure. Am I retweeting photos of Ben Simmons where he's sitting awkwardly in a chair, seeming to indicate that his back is not an issue? Yeah. Uh, maybe I am guilty in feeding into those conspiracy theories. But do you think the team, when you when you hear from Nash, you know, we all feel bad for Steve Nash for having to be the chief medical spokesperson for the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think they're confused by the Ben Simmons issue or or does it feel like every other injury where the Nets just don't really say all that much and there's not that much for them to really discuss and they're just not being very transparent in the issue, if you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's more of the latter. The one thing I will say to kind of lean in the first argument is just that it's like Ben Simmons gets to town and then he's hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they haven't really gotten to know the guy that well, you could argue. I mean, I kind of feel for Patty Mills a little bit. You know, speaking of back issues, um, this whole saga has had me draw on my experience covering Missouri the year Michael Porter had back surgery uh -huh. because Ben Simmons, if he has to go under the knife, is look, looks like he'll get a microdisectomy, which is the same operation Michael Porter got. So this isn't my first rodeo, kids. Um, and... You know, it, it reminds me a way um, Patty Mills has become like the Ben Simmons spokesperson, which I know his shooting numbers have taken a dip lately. Maybe he doesn't mind that as much, but I don't think it's fair to Patty Mills to get thrown into a podium and asked all like, how's Ben doing? And what do you think he's been able to do? Like, I mean, I, I you know, Patty Mills is NBA veteran and champion. I mean, you know, so I, I think that some guys that have a previous relationship with him have, have said what there is to say, but like. Again, like they're just getting ready to know the guy. You know, the, the more interesting talk to me about Ben from the team has been like, you know, Kevin and Kyrie saying going into Philly, like he's a grown man. He's getting paid 35 million. He can take booze for a couple of hours. We don't need to babysit, you know, um, kind of that hands off approach of like, we don't need to coddle him, which kind of reminds me of some of the way that the Sixers teammates were talking about him as he was getting ready. Did, wasn't it Embiid that said, you know, I'm not here to babysit? Yeah, at uh, the end. For uh, sure. th those two lines to me came off a little similar, but, um, but yeah, like, I just think that the Nets generally are tight lips. And, but I, I also think that, you know, I think that there just hasn't also been much to update on, you know, people have asked Steve every day and it just seems like he really hasn't progressed that much. And there's only so much to say at some point too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a back, there's a back really go. If, if I'm feel, if your back hurts today, you could, you could wake up tomorrow and it doesn't hurt as much. I've had my own back problems. Not that anyone cares, but, um, but like, no, I can officially say no one cares. Yeah. yeah. Thank I, you. Um, I'll report that Shams and Mike Smelts report. No one cares about Alex Schiffer's back issues. Sources yeah. say. But I, I just think it's something that it, it's more of like a less of a day to day thing and more of an every few days thing. You know what I mean? If, he, if his back hurts saying it feels better tomorrow, that doesn't mean they're going to clear him for more stuff. They probably want to go another day or two feeling good. Right. Like, well, and, and also I, I do want to say this too. If he truly has a back issue, which I think he does, I mean, all the other indications sort of surrounding him would indicate that he wants to be here. He sits on the bench at home games. He has gone to a few road games. Um, while he looks good sitting on the bench, always fashionable, pretty good posture for a guy with back issues. Maybe that's the key. You have to have good posture to have better to have a better back. Um, but you know, there's still that nagging sense of we haven't seen him play basketball since he passed up that dunk against the Atlanta Hawks in game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, you know, he obviously, he showed up for like two practices in Philly or whatever it was. He got a COVID test in Philly and then he disappears. 
he said in his introductory press conference to the Nets that uh, he's been working out and physically he's he's pretty ready to go in terms of like he's healthy. At that time, he was healthy. Um, and this back injury got re-aggravated, if we're to believe, again, the back injury. Um, he's just done a lot of things that indicate that he wants to play. The one thing I will point out is that even if he plays – the Nets are not going to be getting 100% Ben Simmons. You know, the way no. this team treats injured players, they're going to ramp, even if he's on the ramp towards playing and he's past the ramp of playing, there's a whole other ramp right after that. And it's the ramp of being a full-time player and the pressure of the playoffs, whether it's playing or first round series, second round, third round. I think people are waiting for Ben Simmons to be a savior on some level. And regardless, I don't think he's that that's not in the cards for this season because if he truly has a back issue, which I think he does, he's gonna be diminished, right? Like there's gonna be some level of his game, and he hasn't played basketball since June or whenever it was. So I, you know, it's it's sort of like we pay so much attention to the Ben Simmons issue, and I'm doing a whole episode on it, so I'm uh, I am a, a criminal as well in this circumstance. I you know. I almost think it doesn't matter because he's not going to be good enough to make a massive difference, at least early on. Maybe if the Nets go to the championship and he has played for a month, then that's a different thing. But I don't know what you think about that. No, someone said to me, I forget who it was because they deserve some kind of credit. Um, they said like they feel like the, the best case scenario for Ben Simmons in the Nets this season is get Ben Simmons to a place where he can take James Johnson's minutes in the rotation. You know, that 15 to 20 that he comes in and, and you know, I mean, he he does a little bit of everything for them, right? We've seen him handle the ball and initiate offense. He's played down low. He's taken some sh some threes. Um, I don't think Ben Simmons will be doing that last one. But, you know, get him to a place where he can give you good uh, 15 minutes a game. But to me, you're just looking at the calendar. The playing's next week. He's probably not playing in there. You know, it's tough to see, given that, him appearing in the first round. You know, how far would they have to get for him to be able to give them 15 good minutes? And is that realistic given their seating position and the current state of the team? Also, you know, Seth Curry's banged up, et cetera. So I agree. I don't think the talk about Ben Simmons should be for this year. I, should, I think it should be for next year. Can you do me a favor? Because I know you have to go pretty soon. When you talk to Nets PR next time, tell them that I said it would do Ben Simmons a service if he was allowed to speak and talk to the media whilst he's going through this rehab. Because I think the biggest issue with Ben Simmons is he went radio silent after he left the 76ers. He was silent pretty much all the trade discussion. He gets traded to, the, traded to Brooklyn. He has this great press conference. Everyone was excited about the way he was talking. He seemed like he wanted to play in Philadelphia in that game. And I think the problem is relieving Steve Nash to sort of explain about a very complicated injury Back injuries, bulging discs or impingements are tough for a coach to explain. Please tell Nets PR, I said it would do Ben service Ben Simmons a service if he was allowed to meet with people like you in the media for 10 minutes and say, hey guys, loved, love your faces. Here's what I have to say. My back's really been killing me. I'm doing everything I can to try to return. I really want to play for the Brooklyn Nets this season. I'm doing absolutely everything in my power to make it a possibility. I know that fans are excited to see me, and they're really uh, 
sort of nervous that I haven't got to play this year. But just I want them to hear from me how I'm ready. Uh, I will do whatever I can. Not I'm ready, but I will do whatever I can uh, to try to get back this season. It may not happen, but I will try. Because what's happening is that what we're left with is TMZ-style photos of Ben Simmons sitting in Greenwich Village or wet, or Soho having a delicious lunch with his, his fiance, and he looks great, looks healthy, looks fantastic. I've, I've never looked in better shape than how Ben Simmons looks right now. So it just leads to sort of this discussion when we have an absence of information. Can you tell, Alex... Can you tell Nets PR that for me, please? I will pass on some version of that message. Okay. Tell them it's from Mike Smeltz. They know me very well. We've done a lot of work together, Nets PR and I. They love us. They love the glue guys. Uh, before before we go, um, uh, Nets win the championship. Yes or no? No. What about you? <laughs> no. No. I mean, it, it would be the most improbable NBA championship of all time, right? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it, if this team won, if, if this team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and no continuity and no I, identity beyond the fact that they have two of the best players in the world, um, no Ben Simmons, it'd be pretty rare. Um, I just hope they get out of the play-in tournament. That's my concern at this moment, is are they good enough to get out of the play-in? If they're not, obviously, then Alex, be prepared to write about... Um, potential head coaching candidates okay okay i'm glad you're really listening for, for the youtube audience they're gonna see your head down texting while i'm ranting at you i mean is that the is that the image you want alex is that what you want people to see from you that i'm working to diligently provide them the best information and stories available to them at the <laughs> athletic yeah actually i think it would be <laughs> how what can they read right you at the athletic at me? how can they read you at the athletic great segue um they can follow alex double underscore schiffer on twitter it's the worst can, man you gotta get a new twitter handle I, so it used to be at the shift man but our own which was my bad. high school nickname but our own joe varden said i sound like a wannabe seinfeld character which I mean, we, we don't want to be in that show right i mean yeah think of what you were you'd be making on uh on um, like dated elaine in season three and, yeah yeah you know like you were like wealthy but she really found you objectionable but like she wanted to be in the relationship because you have money and so on the on the license plate of your porsche it says shift man that feels like that that's your character very much yeah so. kind of like kramer when he had the license plates for the doctor instead of ass man it was shift man Can we curse yeah. on here well i just did um we, we cannot we're part of the new york times now alex so you know oh, i'm gonna send to this straight to out. the top i think i've been bleeped out before um First time for everything. I'm not going to do you that favor. I'm going to send this straight to the top of the food chain. Okay. Well, this is why we. Uh, I'm going to try to sabotage your employee review. Then, not a good teammate. <laughs> you would love to. There's no way I would let you review me. I, yeah, I would relish that. I really would. I'm going to give you such a bad qualitative and quantitative review, and I don't know the difference. Okay. Um, one is numbers. One is not. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, Truly, I'm excited for the uh, Blake Griffin charges pod or uh, pod article. And uh, thank you for hopping on, man. This thank is you exciting. for having me. I'm glad you finally joined the show. Same here. <laughs> 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.